Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for September 12th, 2021, the 16th Sunday after Pentecost. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And maybe a day late, but never a dollar short. Uh, <laughs> we're here. We're, we're, uh, uh, Bruce, how are you doing? We're recording the, the wisdom a day of late. God is, the wisdom of God is priceless, my son. There you go. Oh, so good. So Thank good. you. <laughs> uh, but yeah we're uh we, we had a we had an extended uh weekend so we're 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 coming out a day late uh yeah, Labor day whose weekend. idea was that Who, that terrible idea what are we doing <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you're you're welcome to work an extra day of work this week to make up for monday since it was so disappointing to you fantastic fantastic i thank you for that permission um and bruce you're you're uh, how are you you're coming back from a, a vacation i'm coming back from vacation and doing great feel very refreshed well let's see if we can fix that um <laughs> uh definitely well earned well deserved well deserved uh uh, uh did, you, did you do anything fun on your vacation uh okay that's a nope and <laughs> <laughs> okay i read I, I read i think three books just for fun oh um Ooh. you know still still jotted down a couple sermon ideas out of them but okay. these are just... those romance novels you've been reading right Two murder mysteries a... and a popular history book, as they're I'm now sure. called in the publishing I, trade. I thought it was like the the guy with the open shirt on the horse. Was it not? Was it not that one? Have you been looking at my Kindle? <laughs> Cat, my wife Kathy gave me two books for Christmas on Kindle that were what are called cozy mysteries, Ooh. and I didn't know this whole genre existed, but it's um, written for people who like romance novels but mm -hmm. there's a murder mystery involved and she didn't realize that dimension of it the oh <laughs> go ahead so now my kindle algorithm thinks mm -hmm. i should buy every new romance novel coming out and since i'm cheap and have the kindle that has ads on it whenever my kindle is at rest it has a very ripped man with his shirt all the way open and long hair staring at me. The candle maker's daughter. Yes. <laughs> or something like that. Maybe, yeah. if, maybe I've stumbled on another title that actually exists. Um, but, uh, but yeah, okay. That, uh, cozy, a cozy mystery. That's Yeah, Google that, is, you know, Google that and it's interesting yeah, to see what no, comes up. I, I don't think I will. Yeah, you don't want that to. <laughs> That's not my job. Alter your search thing. <laughs> exactly. Search algorithms. I I protect my algorithm where I can. Uh, so thank you. No, thank yes. you. Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's a uh, that's kind of that's kind of an interesting genre. Uh, um, so yeah. so to, to be clear, <laughs> I never thought I'd be talking about it on the podcast either. <laughs> to be clear, because I think you said you read a murder mystery. You you it was not those that you read. Oh. No. No. Okay. 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 I'm trying to remember to whose it was, but it was it was a legit good murder mystery. Hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I've so. I've even tried clicking on what seemed to be the opposite of a romance novel in terms of searching with my Kindle to see if I can get that thing to stop, and no luck yet. <laughs> Right. right. And it's were, been since Christmas. You thought you were clicking on some sort of sci-fi something or other. Yeah. And it's like, nope, yeah. nope. Nope, not going to work. Ro romance in space. We know what you really want. <laughs> your, 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 your type, what you typed out says sci-fi, but what your heart says is <laughs> cozy murder mystery. <laughs> oh, it's not the murder mystery ones either. It's the definite bodice ripper Oh romance gosh, novels. yeah, yeah. That's a uh, yeah. Throw that Kindle away. Start. You got to start over. <laughs> I have to close out my whole Amazon account. <laughs> yep. Start a new one. Yep. Looks like that one's ruined. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, well, uh, let, let let me uh, move over to our person of the day, 
who ironically enough uh was not an author of uh romance <laughs> novels amazing um, yeah yeah uh your person uh was alive from 1886 to 1958 and is bernard iddings bell I am drawing a blank. You might, uh, <laughs> quite honestly, you might. Uh, I wasn't entirely sure. It's, it's he's a a leading American educator. Um, kind of, it, he didn't spend time in Indiana, but boy, did he sure uh, travel like back and forth all around. Uh, he was born in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, received his BA from the University of Chicago. Uh, went to went to uh, Western Theological Seminary in 1912. Deacon in 1910 and priest there shortly thereafter. And as we've kind of pointed out before, that's usually kind of the way Typical, it goes. Typical, yeah. Yeah. Um, then he was rector, or sorry, vicar of the uh, uh, St. Christopher's Church in Oak Park, Illinois. Oh, uh, I know that church. Yeah. He was dean of St. Paul's Cathedral in Fond du Lac, uh, Wisconsin. I know uh, of that church. Warden of St. Stephen's Bard College. Uh, okay, uh, where he served that that position till 1933, uh, became a uh, uh, when Saint Stephen's became a branch of Columbia University, he was uh, appointed a three year appointment as professor of religion, and wow. then uh, then from 33 to 46 he was preaching canon at Saint John's Cathedral in Providence, Rhode Island, and uh, later served as a chaplain uh, to the Episcopalians at the University of Chicago. Uh, and continued to write and lecture until his retirement in 1954, wherein he published over 20 books and countless articles and sermons and uh, was a very popular campus, college campus preacher. Good golly. Um, yeah, like I, said, I, I just got fascinated by how much of the story was like, did this over here and then moved over here. And, you know, sometimes we'll have, people who have uh, a, a very focused uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, service in like to a region. And this was like, you know, boy, did the God called Bernard Bell uh, all over the place. <laughs> well, and as, as time passed, that became more and more common within the church that Mm-hmm. We were in a much more fluid society, and so yeah, people moved all over the country and and really all over the world too. Yeah, yeah. So but frequently, I, yeah. But I don't. Yeah, I, as I as I uh, as I was thinking about this, I don't know. I we've touched on uh, uh, plenty of priests before in the past, but uh, 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 never have I. Do I think that we've. Uh, touched on someone who like the first thing that's said about them is a, is a leading american educator um yeah yeah um, so i felt that one that 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 aspect was new so i thought i would give bernard iddings bell uh his due um, and with since i realize in the indianapolis area most kids and even a lot of college students are back to school it is nonetheless appropriate yeah yeah speaking of back to school back to programming um yeah that's this week yes yeah yeah we'll go full bore with with covid restrictions but yeah for all ages we'll have um in-person activities at 9 a.m gotcha between the 8 and 10 o'clock services there gotcha how am I? How am I live broadcasting all the uh, different uh, nine AM stuff? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, what do you should ask? No, we should talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> boy, 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 that would be hard. Uh, but yeah, because yeah, we've got. I mean, we've got nursery well, going and, on. We've got you, yeah, you know the the different aspects of the youth. It would, in, yeah. in that there's like what, multiple classrooms for four, four classrooms, three people classrooms. under eighteen, and then the the adult forum. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we'll you know, keep an for everyone keep an eye on the web page, and we'll see what we can get out there on the web. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the the adult forum is a video series, is it not? In part, it won't. In part, this week will be pure in person introduction, gotcha. and thereafter, each week we'll have a featured video and discussion. 
Gotcha. And 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 I would assume as part of as would be normal for a video series, we probably don't own the rights to that video series, so the chances of it showing up on our website is uh, probably slim. I would assume. Right. Well, we're we're using YouTube videos and so we won't be able to implant the video but we will be able to have a link got it okay so so even if uh even if people might not uh, perhaps they're uh this week dropping uh kids off to uh to to, to college i know a few uh who have been doing that the past couple of weeks uh so should they miss uh a week uh coming up either this this week or next week they'd still be able to probably catch up um yeah and that's and, the goal. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll have the discussion questions and um, background information that's uh, as much as possible on the website mm-hmm. so that if someone can't come to any of the things in person, they'll still be able to get a lot of the information. Very good. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's move on. As far as information goes, let's move on to our first reading, uh, which is highly informative, right? Um yeah, sure. There was. <laughs> there was too much of a pause on your end. I had to throw it in there. Well, I was <laughs> trying to decide whether to make a joke, and I said I was tacky. <laughs> if you if you said no mentally to a tacky joke uh, on this podcast, I don't know what we're going to fill this hour with. <laughs> um. So 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 uh, figure figure out a way to bring to work that one back in, uh, and I'm going to read uh, Isaiah chapter fifty, verse four through nine a, uh, and that's our first reading. So it it reads this way: The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall be not put I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let me con- confront. Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me. Who will declare me guilty? Um, there's a lot of questions in here. It seems like uh, so. So uh, we've talked about it multitudes of times. That there's there's a uh, multiple parts to Isaiah. Is this the second? Third. Third. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> Okay. You're often just one off, though. Well, I mean, there's only three. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> when thou gets two, and you'll always be just one off, if not mm-hmm. correct. It's sort of like betting to show on a horse race. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, unfortunately, the horse, this horse, just just does not want to see the place. Um, so, uh, so this is third Isaiah, which is in anticipation of re- the return home and, right. and the process of, of returning home. Return um, home from Babylon enslavement. Right. Um, so what's, what's the author talking about here? Well, multiple layers, as so often happens with scriptures, mm-hmm. and especially Isaiah. One is being a model for all faithful people. Okay. Um, that's the earliest interpretation that what will it, what is a faithful person in this really modern world um, that Israel's beginning to experience as it's become so multinational and cosmopolitan mm-hmm. and interlinked. It's no longer a, a world of tribes. It is a world of nations. And so what's it look like to be a faithful person in that is as a servant. And this is one of three servant songs in Isaiah. Christians have taken these as good tools with which to interpret Jesus's ministry and the meaning of Christ today. And 
how Christians should live. So in that way, it comes full circle to when it was written. It was how should we live as faithful Jewish people? And now it's how should we live as faithful Christian people? Huh. Interesting. Um, so, um, open my ears and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got, I guess I got to ask as, as someone with facial hair, hair is <laughs> pulling a be- your out your beard. Was that a thing? Was that like a, was that, you know, was, I got to admit one no of one's ever asked me of, that. Of day? Uh, because, like, my whole face hurt just reading that. Um, yeah, I think it's supposed to. And, okay. you know, it's. It, I'll be blunt. In the way humans function all too often, if it hurt, they do it to someone else. And mm. so my bet is, yes, people did pull out another's beard as a form of um, persecution, punishment, torture, mm. Showing who's boss, whatever it was. That's all right. That, that, that's just that's just not necessary. <laughs> so you don't <laughs> mind about people beating him and stuff? It's just pulling the beard. I, for me, that's the bridge too far. <laughs> I mean, go ahead and I mean, insult and spit on me, but not the not the beard. I mean, not, come on, man, not the beard. What kind of well, world I, is this? <laughs> yeah, hit my face, hit my back, spit on me, not the beard. I mean, I mean, uh, it sounds like a joke, but the more I think about it, I'm like, you, you're reading that out loud, and I'm like, yep, yep, that, that's, <laughs> you're that's, still exact, there. that's exactly where I line up on this thing. <laughs> Okay. Maybe like a maybe I'm, like a maybe maybe like a, uh, a, a, a an a, an actor who's you know on their on their last leg not the just not the face <laughs> not yeah the, <laughs> not the money maker not the money maker it's all I got left <laughs> I don't know oh, I don't know goodness. I'm not sure why I don't want to do a deep dive on that anymore uh, yeah. <laughs> I think let's pull up. Um, but yeah, uh, 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 what, what, what a fun phrase here in verse seven. Uh, I have set my face like Flint. Um, uh, uh, so, so like kind of like a, a, a very literal stone face. Um, yeah. And as people are doing these physical torturous things, the author here invokes a, uh, 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 material that weapons are made out of. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's not just a hard stone. It's also a sharp stone. Gotcha. So that's kind of like the turn in, in the, uh, in the reading here is not only will I endure these, these things above, but understand that it's, it's just honing me into a more fearsome weapon and like a, a is this like the, yeah. the, the should invoke the fear of reprisal against uh, well not so much things or not not reprisal because that implies future instead mm. the more you do this the more it's actually going to be painful to you to do this to me hmm that you are sharpening i guess the current equivalent would be you, you know, you're a razor blade face and every time someone slaps you, your razor blade actually gets sharper. And so they become more damaged. Hmm. Hmm. So, so it's, it's hurting them to be actively doing these things. Right. Got it. And the more they do it, it hurts even more. Hmm. That's a, that's a very interesting, um, way to have written that um yeah i don't know and if i necessarily caught, have caught that before i have to admit i i most times i've overlooked that and then every once in a while i go back to the oh yeah that's there mm-hmm. maybe it took you talking about beards for that to, <laughs> to mind. beards razors razor blades yeah. and flint <laughs> got it <laughs> 
Uh, and and but... it, it's it's an interesting, and it brings in a whole interesting dynamic to this passage of the people who are are powerful enough to inflict this upon a person or a group, because it could also be all of Israel, could, mm-hmm. could be this suffering servant. The person who looks like they're in charge of everything and being so powerful are actually being cut to shreds as mm. they're performing these acts. Yeah, this is a, this is a, um, it ends almost kind of as though there's a beating of the chest, uh, like kind of a bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, announcement. Is there, is there more, is, is there any more context to, to this part in Isaiah? Are, are they, is this uh, is this uh, um, is this language pointed towards the Babylonians as they are leaving, or um, is it is this uh, pointed towards uh, whom they face? You know, what kind of adversary they may face in the future, or is this um, uh, pointed towards the the uh, community of Israel? Uh, for for something that they're they're doing, what's what's it, the? It's pointed towards the Babylonians and anyone within Israel who either now or in the future is going to turn away from God. Hmm. Okay. Um, I mean the the last verse in chapter fifty that this is from is um. I want to make sure. Well, the last half of the last verse is this is what you shall have from my hand you shall lie down in torment hmm. so it's it's the beginning of a you think you're winning but ultimately i will come out on top because i am following god and it's hmm. it's all metaphorical it's not it's not referring to like it would have perhaps in a much older passage elsewhere in the hebrew scriptures it's not referring to my kingdom will be restored it's instead my relationship with god will become even stronger and in this world per or perhaps only in the world to come i will be at right with god Hmm. right there Hmm. and you guys will be in torment i like it i like it yeah um anything else about this passage from isaiah it it's been used by people ever since it was written both jewish and christian as words of encouragement when they've been in conditions of suffering that's beyond their control and seemingly even beyond their being them being able to stop it so enslaved people people in concentration camps on and on and on hmm so it's remember very powerful words. Yeah, I'll have to remember that next time. I might pick up at verse 7 and skip to 6, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't get me in the in the right mindset, I don't think. So it's okay if I insult and spit in your face, just don't pull on your beard. Yes. Yes, okay. to be very clear. Just want to make sure I'm clear. Whether that's you, whether that's uh, the administration at the church, whether that's vestry... <laughs> That it's across the board. How about within your own household? Should I tell your daughters? Oh, I, I got I got spat on right before we uh, before we started. <laughs> I mean, not physical, but like you know the the glare that I got for something. Oh, that it's, doesn't it, count. It, oh, it's it's very much about the same thing. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's move on to our second reading uh, today. That comes from James chapter three, verse one through twelve. Not many of you should become teachers. Interesting. Uh, let me. Sorry. <laughs> struck struck home there. Uh, let me start over. <laughs> Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For all of us make many mistakes. Anyone who makes no mistakes in speaking is perfect, able to keep the whole body in check with a bridle. If we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Or look at ships. Though they are so large, it takes strong winds to drive them, yet they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. 
So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on fire the cycle of nature, and is itself set on fire by hell. For every species of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by the human species, but no one can tame the tongue. A restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the, likely, in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and curse. My brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or a grapevine figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. Um, so, uh, not a fan of the tongue. James is here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it ties just into what we were saying before you started reading. <laughs> Uh, yeah, see, like, so James agrees, essentially is agreeing with me. Beards are great. Uh, it's the tongue that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember, this is, this is right on the heels of last week's reading, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, I was on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it, it is. Uh, there might be some <laughs> some sure left of uh, of chapter two before we get to this, but uh, um, uh, so um, if anyone remembers, uh, he was he was uh, talking a lot about uh, last week about uh, um, evil coming from uh, um, your mouth, and and and, uh, and that's where all the hurtful things uh, have have tendency to come from. And so he's kind of continuing on with this uh, this imagery. Um, but uh, it's interesting that it starts off, though, uh, of <laughs> this admonishment of like, hey, you know what? A lot of you aren't that great. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, maybe just uh, don't stand up and be a teacher because you're, you know you're going to be held to a higher standard. And you and I both know that you aren't going to live up to that expectation. Yeah, you can't cut that. You can't cut it. <laughs> and you and I both know that, Jebediah. <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> looking at you, buddy. Um, but, uh, which is interesting. And and, uh, and and a terrifying, what a terrifying way to start uh, a second reading on the week that we come back to regular programming. Because <laughs> this is when all the teachers come back to, to, to teach the different uh, classes. Um Mm-hmm. This really puts us on edge. Uh, yeah, it, it's more of a breakfast club view of educators than to serve with love. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is this, this is not this is not kind. But uh, to be fair, uh, uh, he does this whole thing isn't so much about uh, teachers. I think it's really just more the uh, uh, um, wanting to get into uh, the the rest of uh, of the writing here. He wants to uh, clearly wants to talk about. Um, how what we say is um, uh, uh, no one no one has fully mastered that yet. If I'm yeah, if I'm and it's it, correctly, it is following on the faith without works is dead passage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so James talks about okay, here here are my I show you my works, you show me your faith, and mm-hmm. then the nuance of that is. How you speak is part of your works, right? Right, right. And and that's a subtlety that a lot of faithful people through the generations have failed to recognize. That's like, right. oh, so and so is a real jerk, but they get so much done. Um, <laughs> no, no, it that doesn't cancel out each other, <laughs> or one doesn't cancel out the the badness of the other. Instead, we're supposed to strive for all of these. Mm-hmm. Or at least be aware of all the different ways that we're supposed to show our faith in action. And yeah. one of the big ones is how we treat one another verbally. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, though. Uh, James paints such a picture here of impossibility. Like, you know, like 
the 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 words he uses uh uh really cause at least me the reader um to go oh so like i i don't i don't think what you're implying we should be doing can be done i mean you put it in such words that it's like well that doesn't sound like like we're ever gonna uh make uh our our what we say as part of our works to glorify god and you know the the tongue is a is a is a fire uh and uh set on fire by hell itself <laughs> it's like okay so so we're, so you're telling us this so that we can we, we know that we're gonna fail at this is that is that is that the point that james is is making no he's he's trying to say because a lot of the imagery he uses here is from greek philosophy slash teaching slash everyday speech okay and so he's trying to draw people in it's the old thing of give them something familiar and then twist it a bit to teach them something new Mm -hmm. and so part of what was popular was a sense that well nobody's perfect and therefore we all get to say mean things to each other and everyone has to have a real thick skin and that's the best way to have a society Mm. and what he's saying is yeah everyone has to have a real thick skin but how does what you're saying reflect your respect for the person you're facing being a beloved child of god and made in the image of god yeah that that's not necess- that's not the theology of the Greeks is that everyone's made in the image of the one true God. And so mm-hmm. he's saying, okay, now here's, here's where it changes. Here's where we can't just be good secular people because mm-hmm. if we were that, then we'd get to continue to be mean to each other. Instead, the way that we'll stand out is the kindness of our words. Mm. And somehow um, that seems very relevant today. Yeah, somehow, somehow. And a part of me also kind of wonders if he he uh, poises this as such a, such a thing that almost seemingly is not, it can't be overcome because uh, perhaps he wants to drive home the point of like, hey, you're not going to be perfect at this. Uh, you're 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 gonna fail, and perhaps it's 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 a, an acknowledgement that that while this seems impossibly hard. Um, we need to strive to do better. Um, but in no way do I want to make it seem as though like, all you got to do is flip the switch right. and it's fine. Um, although uh, uh, he, he does kind of put it in uh, uh, on and off uh, ones and zeros kind of term here in terms here of like, you know, Hey, the, the you know, uh, from the same mouth come blessing and curse. This ought not to be so, um, does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water i mean um i don't know part of me is sitting here reading like well yeah so you're saying like if any of it is bad then it's all bad or like you know am i am i just doomed to fail at this or what how should i put it we need to we ought to be self-aware enough to know when we've made the mistake of spitting brackish water at someone Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we have to make up for that by offering them a lot of clean beautiful spring water to rinse off the brackishness and let them be nourished Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i'm not being as poetic as james is here but it's you know, we, we do have to fix our mistake, and that's a lot more work than just doing it right the first time. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the verse 10 here talks about, uh, uh, from the same mouth come blessing and curse, uh, this ought not to be so. Um, before on the podcast, we've talked about that, that, uh, that common... Um, Blessings and curses. Blessing, blessing and curses approach mm-hmm. uh, t- towards things. Is this the same kind of reference? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so basically saying like we should uh, sh- we should stop doing the the um, 
equal blessing and curse uh, um, style of because yes. that's kind of like how you promise things, like uh, or or um, show that you're agreeable to something. I like. I'm kind of curious as yeah, to and that, whether or not that language is intentional there. For oh, I think it is, and it's something that Jesus specifically says as well hmm. about let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. Okay. So you know, James is being very gospel oriented in saying this that you you don't have to make it more ornate than simply saying yes mm, or mm-hmm. saying no and for goodness sake don't curse someone uh, because they're not doing what you want them to do mm. Mm. that's just mean don't be right. mean uh um one wonders if there's also a uh um, um a scientist out there trying to make verse 12 happen you think you think we can do you think we have anybody splicing fig and olive uh, genes so that uh, uh, a fig tree can yield olives, uh, or or a grapevine can yield figs? Well, it's in, interesting. It, I've not thought about it in this way, <laughs> but I mean, I will have, sound like a biblical now. fundamentalist for a moment and say, isn't it interesting that James chose three? items that grow from extremely different foundations yeah that's true you know that that figs fig trees look like palm trees Mm -hmm. and you know grape leaf is a vine and Mm -hmm. olives are a bushy tree that's true that's very true but you know they were very smart agriculturally back then so it so would also stand out to the audience of yeah those are really three different things that are, need different climates to grow in, different kind of care, different kind of um, mm-hmm. water amounts, also different kinds of soil. I put it to the uh, I put it to the uh, the um, people studying agriculture uh, uh, here in the state. Well, let's let's bring forth that olive yielding <laughs> uh, fig tree. I want to see it. The, but the closing phrase of "No more can salt water yield fresh." That's the one we've been able to deal with as uh, uh, human societies. We we do have now. That's true. We do have a, a method ways of, of shifting uh, that. Yeah. Interesting. So, see, James, problem solved. We did it. <laughs> we did it, buddy. <laughs> but now there's a concern about how much energy it takes to do that. <laughs> That's true. That that is true. That yeah. is true. Um, anything else uh, uh, about about James? This is like such poetic language, too. too. It is. It really. Um, it. I think it's a, a shame that it's not um, depicted in Bibles as poetry, because I think it really is. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's straight out paragraphs. But yeah, it's it's wonderful metaphors. Yeah. So. Uh... So uh, this this uh, next week and weeks to come, uh, mind the rudder of your ship, mm-hmm. which, yeah. which apparently is set by hell. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, it's it's almost like that's the default, and so you have to be very intentional to have it gotcha. go another direction. That's the showroom settings. You need to yes, <laughs> it's sort of like how TVs finish. come home yeah. completely bright. Yeah, and, yeah. You need you need to finish the setup and go through uh, all the settings. Yes. And uh, calm and, it down. Uh, reprogram your tongue. Yes. For home use. Um. Yeah. Good. Okay. Anything, so uh, if that's if you're all right, I will move on. I think to our gospel reading. Yeah. Uh, Mark chapter eight, verse twenty-seven through thirty-eight. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them, 
uh, that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all of this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Turning, But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Um, so he's... Uh, uh, Unlike, and I'm trying to remember which of the gospel readings uh, the, the disciples are like completely clueless. Um, <laughs> the in, in, at least at this point in time here in Mark, uh, it's it's made very plain that uh, Jesus openly told them what the plan was, uh, and seemingly they understand because peter was like whoa dude no like you can't you can't do that you can't you know you're we can't let you go be uh um undergo great suffering and be killed and 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 that's not you know we can't let you go down that path um but uh um peter is 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 very much the the goody two-shoes student in in mark if i'm not mistaken is that correct yes like, and ooh, no ooh, i know the answer well yeah that's true i guess i guess no because of he still has his moment uh um, well and moment of weakness he in most of the gospels he's sort of the well of the first three gospels he's the sort of every person character mm-hmm. where you know if any of us were in jesus's inner circle while walking around the earth you know having we as humans having no idea about the resurrection and we heard jesus say this it would be we may not say it out loud but peter does of no way (laughs) yeah 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 you're a good guy that should not happen to you right and you know and here jesus says hey you don't get to understand everything and you're not going to be given the blueprint ahead of time so you just got to stay in relationship with me as long as you possibly can Hmm. and in the first three gospels all the apostles fade away by the end or Hmm. run away right um it's so really the reason jesus tells them this stuff is so that they have the chance to catch to they have the chance to dive deep into their hearts where god lives and stick with jesus through all of jesus's suffering but none of them choose to do so hmm. Hmm. yeah the the way that it's presented this this um test if you will um it does kind of seem as though uh you know it's and it's understandable that the some some people after this takes place after he's spoken to crowds before um uh some people think he's john the baptist Mm -hmm. and others uh the prophet elijah uh who is one of the the prophets elijah in the hebrew scriptures is the one prophet who never dies or actually the one person who never dies in the hebrew scriptures and so the tradition has developed that when he reappears the end of time is beginning right right we're right so it's a, so elijah is a huge one to honor jesus with i mean that uh, that title hmm. Hmm. yeah it, it does it does kind of seem though that yeah but yeah, okay that's great who do you say that i am and peter you know uh uh perks up and 
gives the A student response. Right. Right. Uh, which almost kind of uh, um, indicates like maybe the other disciples were like, "Ooh, I was going to say something else. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> right. Brown. I'm glad brown nosing Peter over there spoke up because like, I would have embarrassed myself. <laughs> but it's also it's also interesting. I mean, what this does this not kind of strike you as as weird? Uh, because first of all, this is Jesus asking a question that it's not vain, but it's kind of like close because the answer, which I assume Jesus probably already knew as far as like, who are people saying that I am like, you know, you know, what are Bobby and Susie saying about me? Uh, kind of a, <laughs> kind of a deal. Uh, but he, you know, he has this response of like, here are the, here are all the, 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 the people who anyone else would be probably honored to be considered. Um, you know, a prophet, Elijah, yeah. John the Baptist, that, you know, that's fairly lofty. Uh, and then Peter says that, he, you know, oh, I, I think you're, you know, you're the Messiah. And then the next thing he goes, all right, now don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you hate that, don't you? You've always bring that up. <laughs> it's just so weird. It's, 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 it's like we're having a whole conversation and then it's abruptly of like, now, sh- now hush it. yeah and it it's it's sort of i I just can't help but go back to james this uh, this this reading from james where james starts with you don't want to be a teacher because you're held to a higher standard Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how this scene unfolds is you don't want to have this knowledge because you're held to a higher standard of being comfortable with ambiguity mm-hmm. and that's hard yeah yeah that is uh and then i think i uh, susan last week kind of touched on this in her her sermon as well uh or her sermon homily, old old habits homily her homily um that um because also there there was the the uh, uh, a healing instance and then don't don't talk about it mm-hmm. um I suppose it is it, it, it does make sense of like hey you know don't go around telling people i'm the messiah like that's like that that will just distract from what needs to happen and yeah. what the plan is and what i'm all about and then i suppose there in verse 34 that's when it, you know one can almost even imagine like what do you mean and then he well, here's the plan. Here's what's going to happen, and that's when Peter gets all bent out of shape and, and, and upset about it, and then gets uh, promptly put in the corner and and a, a dunce cap uh, tossed on him. Uh, <laughs> but um, but it makes sense, and it kind of I guess it does. As as while I'm trying to be cute about it, uh, it does kind of make sense that you know, yeah, hey, yeah, don't don't go, you know. A true messiah wouldn't just go around, you know, drawing all this attention. They're like that's not what we're. That's not. Well, that's not what I'm here for. And or maybe it, that's keep what in they mind think would would be the case. Is there were competing messiahs? Mm, that's that, true. That Jesus is walking around in a time when there are people saying, "Yes, I am the messiah," and mm. come with me to this desert or this small town where I'm setting up a community and we'll, you know, I'm going to be your leader. I mean, it's almost in a cult like way. Um, and one of the things that Jesus really tries to push over and over is we are not withdrawing from the world. Mm-hmm. That's not what following God is ever about. I mean, well, there, not- there are individuals that will, that have been, throughout time called to um withdraw somewhat from the world but they're never allowed Mm -hmm. to completely forget about it and a lot of the messiahs that were false messiahs that were walking around the time of jesus had all sorts of crazy claims and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. special effects perhaps and um dizzy teachings and all and most of them who lived were basically saying this 
world does not matter in the least because the Romans mm. would kill them otherwise. Hmm. And so there are a lot of people who were killed because they were in the Romans eyes, insulting disloyalty, inciting disloyalty. And the ones that were allowed to live were the ones that were, um, not preaching what God felt feels and teaches is true. And therefore they could get away with it with the Romans. Huh? So in yeah, some ways not... being called a Messiah was not a good thing in terms of right. integrity and, uh, you know, Messiahs were getting a bad name. Right, right, right. Yeah, I suppose I, I suppose you could also, yeah, read that into like G, Peter saying, oh, you're the Messiah and Jesus going, shh, man. Don't, yeah. say, <laughs> don't call say me that. that. Out loud. First, first of all, how dare you? Second, yeah. <laughs> second don't say that in public. People are going to think you're nuts. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and that they're going to think I'm nuts because I'm going to be no better than that guy who marched a whole people, a whole bunch of people off into the desert and they all died. You remember right. that? That was... That was just last week. Uh, so or I guess that makes some sense. I right? will get killed tomorrow. And it's not time. Right. No, that's, that's yeah, even better. Yeah. People, they'll, they'll come down, you know, they'll come down and I. that's not how this is supposed to happen. What's supposed to happen is this. There's still some um, more stuff I got to do here. Yeah. Um, I, I, I also want to touch on, then he brings, uh, um, Jesus brings, uh, the a crowd back into the mix yeah. here. Um, I do want to ask about uh, the use of the word cross in verse 34 and the use of the word gospel in 35, because all of this is still prior to, you know, the cross being a, you know, the, the, the obvious symbol that it becomes later. And for all of us who come thereafter, but also the word gospel, um, because this is this is the first this is the first gospel, and I don't know as if uh, that word was necessarily in the author's mind while writing it. Uh, is there is there like am I one? Am I missing a, a meaning of the word gospel that would make sense, or is that just a moniker that we've given to the four books after they've been written? And also, was the word cross that synonymous with you know something that you endure and pain some sort of pain and suffering and persecution um that that made sense prior to him actually being crucified well this has been talked about for centuries of course um and you finally have the answer and that <laughs> is <laughs> quick quick after I'm all sorry, this time, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, battery's running low. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, so I'm assuming debated for centuries means like there's not a clear answer. Well, the the Greek means good message. Oh, for, okay, for gospel. Okay, for gospel, and. What, what we just can't know is, since this was a gospel being written, mm -hmm. was this a intentional callback, so to speak, to what this document is? Or is it quoting Jesus to explain why this document is called what it is? Mm. Yeah, it's very self in a way that would make it a very self-aware use. Right. You know, and that, yeah. The book itself we... has become self aware. Yes. <laughs> and, and we just don't, don't know. Um, hmm. I'm just checking one thing, but okay, literally the pages, there we go. My, the pages of my Bible are stuck together. Um, yeah. The, Indiana humidity, man. I'll tell yeah, you. What can you do? In the first verse of Mark, I want to make sure I had this right, begins with the beginning of the good news. Um, mm -hmm. So we have the same term used there. And so it is a callback to the very first word of this document. Hmm. Well, I suppose since Mark is the first one written, um, perhaps the use of that 
word then became synonymous with the yeah. the the, the um, well and see, stories. That's what we don't know is whether is it because Mark which came first the yeah which came egg? first which came mm-hmm. first and mm-hmm. and there's a good chance they rose very um, similarly because all of this comes out of an oral tradition. And so it's not like people had to wait for the newspaper to arrive on the porch, open up and say, oh, gospel's what we say now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honey, we've been doing it wrong. Yeah. It's gospel now. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, you know, it would have been much messier in some ways. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so so then what about the, the word the cross. cross? Yeah. People really knew what a cross was. And because the Romans used them all the time to kill as many people as they had enough wood for. Mm. And when they started out of wood, they started to reuse crosses and build them more efficiently because they thought this was one of the best forms of public execution available. That would really teach people a lesson to toe the line with the Romans and then some. Mm. So, it was another teaching from Jesus that went against the Romans very strongly, but mm-hmm. also went against the human, understandable human inclination to avoid shame, embarrassment, and pain. And mm-hmm. the cross did all those things. You, were, you literally bled your guts out in public with your dying breath. And in a society... The Jewish society where public um, modesty, physical modesty, was a huge value, unlike the Greeks. This, mm-hmm. the, the Romans knew this was a huge deterrent to use. Mm-hmm. So, Jesus is not simply saying, yeah, you got to be willing to die for me. Mm-hmm. It's also, you got to be willing to be embarrassed for me. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's a very relevant teaching for American Christians where yeah you know we i you know so many episcopalians and i don't blame any one of them are embarrassed to say they're christian because of the conservative christians that we might be associated with Uh, that's that's true there's there's a lot of that that does uh does come into play but if we completely leave the love of god out of our conversation then we're also not bearing the cross Mm-hmm. It is interesting that he uses this kind of foreshadowing uh, mm-hmm. language, especially on the heels of this conversation with his disciples. I, I can imagine him having this conversation uh, previously in, in, in the first part of the reading uh, just with the disciples and then turning around and calling the crowd forward. And then given like Peter side eye as he says this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you get this. They must deny themselves and take up their cross. <laughs> like I've been saying. It ain't just me, Peter. It's <laughs> right. all of us. <laughs> right. And it's You thought happen. it was bad. I was going to get that. <laughs> right, right. And it's going to happen the whether rest, you like it or not. And the rest of Paul's like, Peter, you shouldn't have said anything. Maybe he'd be the only one on the cross. Now we all got to do it. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> Getting like rib punched by the others. Yeah. Jerk. We got to take extra it. laps. Right? right? Exactly. Now you've done it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of interesting uh, that it's, it's, it's right thereafter and, uh, and not, yeah, like you said, uh, it's not just for him, but for, for, for others as well. Um, which unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately was, it did end up becoming the truth for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Um, um, quite, quite a lot. The, the Romans unfortunately got a little bit more creative thereafter. Yeah. And one of the interesting things that I have to admit, I haven't looked ahead, but immediately after Jesus this, does die. He no, does. we have the transfiguration. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah. So Peter gets a little slap down, but then he gets to be recharged by the sight of Jesus meeting with Elijah and Moses. 
Yes, yes. And then he also... And still getting it wrong. (laughs) Yeah, he he says something dumb again and gets chided uh, as well. But yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah, so it's... This is a vicious cycle for poor Peter. No no wonder he cracks at the end. No. no. (laughs) (laughs) And again, it's it's what the Christian journey is of... Sure. None of us are perfect. Sometimes our tongue is the unruly ship, but other times we do get it right. And we have a transfiguring moment. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. Um, anything else about uh, the gospel reading, or do you not want to spoil your homily? Well, I can talk for, what, 20 more minutes, and then we have the homily, too? <laughs> but I sure. better not. Sure. You want to? An extra bonus length. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, then, with that, we will call to a close this your podcast for the 16th Sunday after Pentecost, which is September 12th. 2021 uh in year b and uh uh as we mentioned uh shortly after our our person of the day in this podcast we're returning to quote unquote normal uh kind of uh uh, education hours uh yes which is not is the term that i just stumbled into and is not the probably correct but uh we're gonna have eight o'clock service in person on sunday followed by nine o'clock um uh education hour is there is there a term i like saying formation time Ooh, formation i like that so adult formation youth formation um children's uh, formation children's formation will be going on uh, at we ask everyone of all ages to wear masks please yes yes that that still uh that 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 still continues Mm -hmm. uh and then uh 10 o'clock thereafter uh, uh, in person, uh, which will also be broadcast online. So um, all of that, uh, all of that uh, gets back to semi-normal. Uh, the masks mm-hmm. is pretty much the only, only uh, outlier that's to the normality of it all. Uh, and so I think it'll feel good. I think it'll be, I hope so. be exciting. Exciting. Uh, and so we look forward to worshiping with you, uh, whichever way uh, uh, works for you, whether that's in person at 8 or 10 or online uh, with us at 10 or sometime thereafter, since it's uh, it, it lives on uh, in infamy uh, on the Internet. Uh, so uh, please join us any way that you can. And until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.